What's she doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network, Tuesday edition. It's brought to you by Bonfire Restaurant. Bonfire Woodfire Cooking in Mankato, located on Premier Drive. I'm the host, Sam Ekstrom. You can find me on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, for all sorts of Vikings training camp updates. The Mankato grind has commenced, and I'm making that drive down to Mankato right now for day two of Vikings training camp. I think this will become the tradition. Record the shows and route in the mornings, reporting on all of the previous day's activities. Now, yesterday... Our show came after the morning walkthrough. We heard from Stacey Coley, Case Keenum, quick trigger thoughts from Marie Fasson and Luke Inman. We'll tack on some Antone Exum audio to this one from yesterday, as Exum, one of the longest tenured Vikings, in fact, the longest tenured Viking, to be at this segment of training camp. This is his fourth year, and because of Exum's injury status, He hurt his knee in OTAs and is now just getting back to full speed. He was eligible to report to this event. Even though Exum won't admit it vocally, he's in a very difficult spot. We've already crunched the numbers on this show. Exum's probably not going to be a safety on this team. So the Vikings are going to try him at cornerback. He played cornerback in college at Virginia Tech. They're trying him at the nickel position. And why not? If the numbers don't add up for you at safety, why not try a guy at corner, another area of need for the Vikings, and see what he can do? The Vikings don't even know who their starter is going to be at the nickel position, so why not try someone else and add some depth? Exum doesn't exactly meet the physical mold that you would expect out of a nickel corner. He's not like Antoine Winfield, Captain Munderland, or Mackenzie Alexander. He's stockier than that. He's bulkier. Quick aside, the farmland in the city of Lesseur is not appetizing aromatically, if you know what I mean. Yikes. But anyway, talking cornerbacks, the sixth cornerback position, if the Vikings keep that many, is up for grabs. I've changed my opinion from Jabari Price to Trey Roberson as the man who I think is going to win that job. But now that Exum's in the mix, I can't rule him completely out. I still think he's on the outside looking in. Speaking of Roberson, he was impressive yesterday. And that continues a good offseason for the Illinois State product. He had an interception on a deep ball from Taylor Heineke. He had a pass breakup on a pass to Mort Boringer. Those are the kind of splash plays that you want to see from a guy who's trying to make this roster, who's on the outside looking in. Yesterday, the mood around the afternoon practice was sleepy. 
I said last week how I was curious how the fans were going to respond to this rookie camp stage. Were they going to show up as if it was the real thing, or were they going to know better? And it looks like most of them knew better. Very sparse crowds during walkthrough, equally sparse during practice. Now, you know, if you're if there's a fan in that crowd, they're a diehard, and, and they're probably getting the best crack at some of these autographs. Obviously, they're not getting the cream of the crop. They're getting C.J. Ham autographs. They're getting Ben Gideon autographs. Maybe not the kind that you're going to have in a mantle one day, but they've got fewer elbows to dodge, fewer grown men wearing Helga horns to duck under. So credit to them for coming and watching a fairly inconspicuous practice. Three quarterbacks there. Wes Lunt, Taylor Heineke, Case Keenum. I thought Heineke looked really good. Pat Elfline, good on the blocking side of things. Not great on the snapping side of things. Now, this might have been a small problem for him at Ohio State, and it has been a minor issue as well throughout OTAs and now into training camp. Shotgun snaps. When you're on a team that's going to be in the shotgun, two-thirds to three-quarters of the time, obviously you can't air at all, really. Certainly there needs to be a level of comfort between the quarterback and the center. And we saw it a couple times with Nick Easton. Sage Rosenfels broke it down well that the snap between a new center and a quarterback can be trickier than people think. Some quarterbacks want those shotgun snaps lower, some want them higher, maybe some want a faster spiral, some may want it lobbed. There's going to be differences of preference. And an elf line, of course, is working with many different quarterbacks. So it's not an ideal situation, but that's something in his control. It's something to watch for. Before we continue, a reminder that bonfire, wood fire cooking is the place to go after Vikings practice in Mankato, located on Premier Drive. They're known for their nightly specials, whether it's barbecue night, half-price bottles of wine on Monday, craft beer Thursdays with $6 mugs of craft beer, or Bloody Mary and Mimosa Bubbly Bar on Sunday mornings. Bonfire is the place every single day for a fantastic special. And one of my favorites is that Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's fully loaded on average with 15 hot items, salads, desserts, etc. That Sunday morning brunch. And don't forget about happy hour. Drinks on Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. And nightly from 9 to 11 p.m. $2 off all cocktails, wines, and beer. They've also got food 11 to 6 Monday through Friday and nightly from 8 to 11 you can get sweet potato fries for $5, barbecue chicken flatbread for 6 boneless wings for $7, American burger and fries for only $8. That's all at Bonfire Wood Fire Cooking in Mankato. Speaking of snappers, there was a really interesting situation at Long Snapper yesterday. Kevin McDermott's not here. There's no Long Snapper in reserve, more or less. So undrafted free agent tight end rookie Josiah Price out of Michigan State was the team's long snapper and it may have affected how the special teamers performed yesterday there's one punter and one kicker there right now Taylor Simank and Marshall Kane now I voiced my opinion that I think both of those guys could win the job 
Sinek yesterday was uneven. Had some woefully short punts. Was getting good hang time, but not very good distance. But, again, he's working with a long snapper. And also, because of the long snapping limitations, they had Simank standing at a closer distance to the line of scrimmage, which may have screwed up his steps, made him feel a little more claustrophobic being so close to the line. So that played a part in it. Secondly, field goal kicking with Marshall Kane. Kane went 6 of 8 during field goal time, but one of those misses was due to a bad snap, and Kane has to take a little bit of responsibility there because in a game, not every snap is going to be perfect, not every snap is going to be 100%, and he'll have to battle through that at times. But a miss from 34 due to a bad snap, and then a miss from 40-plus, which was not due to a bad snap, It's got to be nice for Kane just to get consistent reps without having to share with Forbath. I'm working on a story right now on Kane, trying to dig a little deeper into the second-year player from Iowa. It's hard not to like the leg strength that he shows. A lot of Iowa fans might remember that he kicked a 57-yard game-winning field goal against Pittsburgh in his college career. 57 yards. That's an NFL leg. And I think Vikings fans should be rooting for Kane to win this job because the upside is so much greater. He's accurate from deep. He'll be great on kickoffs. Why wouldn't you want him? Because that's a guy that could be your kicker for 10 years. Kai Forbath, he's still a short-term answer, and he's not going to get much better than he is now. The one thing you do have to be cautious about, though, with kickers is that their trajectory is not the same as other positions. You might be the best you're ever going to be at age 24. Look at Blair Walsh. He was never better than he was as a rookie because kicking is mostly mental. You can be a good kicker into your late 30s like Gary Anderson. You're not going to necessarily improve in linear fashion. You might peak as a rookie. Nonetheless, I hope Kane becomes the guy. Other special teams notes from yesterday... Stacy Coley and Rodney Adams were taking punt return reps. Rodney Adams still looks a little bit lost back there, to be honest. And I'm getting questions from people on Twitter about why there's a difference between kick return and punt return. It seems like there's such a greater learning curve with punts. And here's my explanation for that. With punts, the play is just generally more unpredictable. There's variance with the snap. There's variance with the rush. There's variance with the wind or the way the kicker strikes the ball or what the kicker is trying to do from a strategy standpoint. Is he trying to kick it toward the sideline, toward the corner, trying to kick it deep, trying to kick it shallow? There's more unpredictability and therefore the return becomes more difficult. Now with kickoffs, usually the returner starts around the goal line and oftentimes they and oftentimes they are running forward to catch the ball. That's easier than backpedaling. A punt returner has to backpedal. And when they backpedal, they don't just want to let the ball go, like a kick returner who can let it go out the back of the end zone. A punt returner has to backpedal, knowing that if the punt is over their head, there's likely going to be a chance at a return if they can get there in time. So then you become an outfielder. And if anyone's ever played baseball, they know how tough it is to backtrack on those fly balls that are way up high. 
you get turned around and you lose your perception and it's hard to orient yourself with the field. Well, that's the problem that Rodney Adams is having right now. And even though Adams has done special teams work more recently than Stacy Coley, I think Coley looked more natural in the position yesterday. Now again, Coley's not 100%. He's not ready to go from an offensive standpoint. But as he told me yesterday, special teams for him are going to be vital. Now the moot point here is that neither of them are probably going to be a punt returner on this team. That's Marcus Sherrill's job, and he does it very well. But kick returner, that's still an option. Hopefully Adams is better as a kick returner because I think Adams has a much better chance to make this team. As promised, I will tack on some of that Antone Exum interview from yesterday afternoon. Exum speaking about the injury that he suffered in OTAs that he thought might be a season ender that made him say, oh no, not again. I mean, how rewarding is it to get back out there? I mean, you said you haven't done some of this stuff in, what, about 12 months or so? Yeah, yeah, I was telling her it's, um, it's exciting because I haven't done some of these movements that I'm doing out here in like a year. So uh, just being out, I love the game of football, so being out here and being able to play with the guys, that's, uh, that's fun, it's a blessing. What's your mindset going into this year? I mean, the last two years were cut short by injury, contracts up after this year. Yeah. Just what's your mindset going into this one? Um, help the team, help the, the team and uh, the defense as much as I can in whatever role that is. How frustrating is it just not being able to play for so long? Put that in the Yeah, uh, it is frustrating, especially with um, it's been really like freak accidental injuries, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, it has been really frustrating, but you just got to keep pushing forward and you know, not going to quit or anything. So. Anybody help giving you any words of advice? You know, family members, keep your head up, anything along those lines? Uh, my mom. Okay. Yeah. What, what, she, what she said to you? Uh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Get out there and uh, do your thing. <laughs> about all the motivation you need? Yeah, get, get your A out there. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel any extra pressure, though, just because of the way the last couple seasons have gone um, you know, to maintain a roster spot? No. Do you like getting here early just to kind of show the coaches that you are ready to Yeah, get back I actually going? do. Yeah, because I, I want to play. So, like, I haven't been able to play football in a long time. So, I have no problem being out here and running around. And um, it's a blessing for me because I, I know what it's like to not be able to play the game. Did you feel like there was some rust on you out there today at practice, having not played for such a while? Um, I got reps at nickel today. So, uh, I was getting acclimated to that so maybe a little rust there because I haven't played the position ever before uh, with the Vikings so uh, yeah I'll, I'll get better at that. <laughs> now that you're healthy how did you hurt yourself in the spring? Um, it was uh, guys were just being aggressive and somebody got thrown into my I was standing I was just standing still and somebody got thrown into my leg and it so what was the definition of the exact injury? Was uh, I, I, they have the medical staff as I told you. I don't, I don't think I can put that out yet. How, how much did you? Was that like in the first practice of the spring? It was the second practice. Second. Yeah, it was the second practice. It was like kind of devastating. What are you thinking at that point? Like here we go again. Just yeah, just like man, <laughs> that's really what I was thinking. Like man, that's all I was thinking. <laughs> I can't catch a break. That's this morning's show. And it's been presented by Bonfire, Wood Fire Cooking, bonfirewoodfirecooking.com, located on Premier Drive in Mankato. Head there Thursday at 5.30 for a live 
Locked On Vikings podcast. My name's Sam Ekstrom on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.